0: Hello everyone and welcome to Across the Line. On today's episode we have Azcals and Cardiff City goalkeeper Neil Etheridge. Neil talks openly about his time in the Premier League, his issues with mental health, as well as growing up in the UK. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe to our YouTube
1: channel and download our episode on Apple Podcasts
0: and Spotify.
1: Hi everyone, it's another Football Friday. This is Across the Line with Chris Greatwich and Sidof Tupas and uh, we are not in the studio today and um, we are actually in uh, Ascot Hotel in uh, BGC for a very, very special guest, Chris. Yeah, we have, uh, we have the, the luxury
0: of having, say, uh, an above-average goalkeeper in the building, um, little-known um, member of the national team, Mr. Neil Etheridge. How are you? Wow. Yeah, very good, thank you.
2: Thank you for doing this with me. It's been a be very interesting i going to try and cut it down a little bit longer than I wanted originally in the
0: first place. He's so nervous. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's so yeah. nervous. I was with him last night and he, 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 he thought this episode might be a, th- a three-hour, five-part. Please, no.
1: <laughs> Please, three hours? <laughs> three
0: hour It's going to you know, like Lord of the Rings or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. People are going to come the in children. and <laughs> deliver.
1: Room service is going to deliver uh, food here for, for uh, us to continue talking until... We need to buckle yeah. down and yeah. be ready for a long one because he's got yeah. a lot to say, so he says. And, and Neil has been uh, very supportive of the show. We'd like to thank him because... Uh, it's always nice to have a fan on, yeah. isn't it? A high-profile fan. As, as a supporter of the show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's
2: good. I enjoyed it. I'm, I've enjoyed listening listening to it from the other side of the world, to be honest. Yeah. And these stories that you're bringing out and then producing, you know, like you've said and you've said before, people don't get to see the, the other side of, of football and, and how people grow up. How people, you know, adjust to, to certain situations, and yeah. obviously, ultimately, why they are where they are now.
0: Yeah, I remember after the, we did the, the Stefan Shock interview that was the first one we did, and you um, know, Neil messaged me. He was like, "Wow, it's it's really good." Now, when can I get on the show? And then he was a little bit reticent to get on there. I think he's a bit worried we're going to catch him out. But um, let's see how we get on today. I yeah. think I think he's ready and he's willing to uh, give us some yeah, insightful but, stuff. But
1: I, I thought the studio gave, gave it a more conducive. Um, you know atmosphere to you know let people express themselves but we'll see ascot is quite comfortable yeah uh, with with the, with the room here and you were trying
2: to intimidate me in a room in a dark room is what you're trying to say to yeah me. Like <laughs>
1: basically we wanted to get you in a room and interrogate you yeah like he
0: was you Real know spotlight in my face <laughs> yeah. basically so we found a more comfortable surroundings <laughs> yeah. for hopefully we would be a bit more relaxed yeah during yeah. during the course of this uh of this interview but I mean, I, I really, I want to start at the beginning with you. I want to get hmm. straight into it. Because um, you're known as a goalkeeper, mm-hmm. right? Everyone knows you as Neil Etheridge, the, um, the man between the sticks. But I've done a bit of research on you and apparently you weren't meant to be a goalkeeper. Back in the day, you were a striker.
2: Is this, is this true? I think you can flip that. I was meant to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think let's put it that I was meant to be a goalkeeper. Yeah, and no, I w- w- let's be honest. I think um, w- when you grow up playing football, the sport you love—football or a basketball or whatever it is—you want to be the main player. Let's be honest. The yeah. goalkeeper is not always the main attraction on the on the on the field. So yeah, I was a striker. Used to score goals and. I was usually quite bigger than most people at that age, and I used to kind of physically, well, I was just, I was just physically more developed, I guess. Yeah. So um, yeah, and I enjoyed it. I remember in 2010, I think it was, it was the Millennium Cup, and I'm sure you'll get onto it with your research. Um, tallest player on the field, needed a goalkeeper, who's the one that we we're going to put in, and it was me. And I've kind of never looked back. From 2010 there. Suzuki Cup. Sorry, two fa- sorry, 2000
0: Millennium. Oh, I'd be a bit worried if we had to play you up front in the Suzuki Cup. That would have been. 2000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Millennium
2: okay. Cup. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it.
0: So this is. So who are you playing for? Is it Cuffley Chiefs? Is that who you're oh, playing so for? Cuffley Chiefs is before that. Okay, yeah, so let's go back to the beginning then. So you're Cuffley Chiefs. So how old how old are you at this point? Oh, I'm young at that point. That's that's.
2: That's what, seven years old, see, eight years old. Right, you know. so
0: this is your first ever Sunday league team. Yeah. You just start playing yeah. Cuffley Chiefs, big star striker, Neil Etheridge. That is, yeah, right yeah. footed on the left wing, cutting, cutting in like, like Eden Hazard,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a big Eden Hazard, were you? Um, yeah, I, I kind of still remember it. I think my parents have probably got a picture of me playing it. We had like a, a claret and blue, um, like strip, well, like because, West Ham, yeah, like yeah, bit, West, like west yeah, Ham. Was it? It was a little bit like West Ham. Yeah, Claren Blues, a North London team. Um, that's where I grew up um, before moving, and then yeah, obviously played there as a strong, Never played in goal for them. No, just just you know, sh- straight up tearing it up it down <laughs> the wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when I moved down towards south southwest, yeah, um, south west London, yeah, that's when
1: the transition started to happen. How was the transition like playing on, uh, playing strike and then on goal all of, all of a sudden? W- was one of your teammates uh, injured or? I can't remember one of the situations. I mean, you know, what it's like when you, any,
2: uh, sometimes you probably didn't turn up, you know, like, you probably just didn't turn up, it was like a, it was a millennium, it was a millennium cup. Um, so was it just a normal Sunday league competition? Like, uh, yeah, like a five a side, seven a side right, competition, yeah. seven a side competition, um, you know, you play six, seven games, you're in a group stage and they're trying to make it a little bit like the World Cup, but it's all in one day. Uh, you know, everyone, the families are there and watching and there's a barbecue and food and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but from start to finish, I, I played played in goal. Is it, so this is for, was it Heart Boys? This is Heart, this boys. Is Heart boys. This is Boys. And Heart how old boys. are you at this point? Um, so that would have been, I would have been 10. 10 years old. Yeah, so I would okay. have been 10 at this point. Yeah. Um, really, enjoyed my time in goal, funnily enough. I didn't think I would. I didn't think I would at all. You know, from a striker to a goalkeeper, uh, it's a bit of a strange one. And I remember, and I can still remember the picture, that um, I got goalkeeper of the competition. I think my team actually went on to win the competition right they may not have made may have made that up but i think we did yes yeah. in your mind, you won the tournament. In my mind yes. we won in my mind we won right but i remember definitely getting like a trophy like you know best goalkeeper top goalkeeper maybe top player or whatever but, yeah and from then i never really looked back i still so I don't know i still played um outfield for my school right um like going on into like um secondary school and stuff like that i always played outfield my school teams right. but always played in goal for my Sunday my Sunday league team
0: yeah so what was it about obviously if you go in a tournament you do well you win a trophy that that's an an initial immediate sort of gratification mm. for your your efforts in that one particular tournament but what was it about goalkeeping that from that moment you were like wow this is i think this is me now
2: i don't know, i think it was a it was just a transition of like this is like I don't know. I not even know what gloves I was wearing. I didn't know why. Did I even get like chucked in? I don't remember. But just being chucked in, really enjoying it, really, really enjoying it. Um, and obviously, when you get like an award, yeah, it's a satisfaction that oh well, I must be all right at this. Yeah. Let's give it give it a shot. Uh, and it was a year before we get went to eleven aside, right? Yeah. Um, and the golf back then, obviously, Enormous. felt Absolutely, yeah absolutely massive um so then yeah i'm, I'm actually moved on I don't if you probably haven't got it in your notes i was quite a um attractive goalkeeper that i actually ended up moving off to a team called all Traco. <laughs> um yeah, because they were like dominating the league so i spent one year in 11 side football at heart boys um and all Traco tracker who were like dominating from like the ages and ages they said oh do you want to come sign over us and no one liked them they were a dirty team i remember they were a dirty <laughs> team but they were, they just win you know they won everything and right and i think my dad was a little a bit adamant at first like do you really want to but i guess for me it's all about winning yeah so i was like said to my dad like who doesn't want to go to a team that are winning everything yeah <laughs> and then obviously i moved to them but
1: you were playing regularly for them in, in that team
2: yeah, so I, I just, you know, I played. I mean, there was a bit of a situation, I think, um, muddled up in times. Obviously, I'm sure you'll get onto I signed for an academy when I was 12. Mm. Um, but you still play yeah. for a Sunday league team. So you're signed to an academy, but you're still playing for a Sunday league team. You have to manage that. But there was another goalkeeper who people really liked, similar sort of height to me. You know, um, funnily enough, he's the one. When I was playing outfield at school, he'd be the one who went in goal. Um, I just remember, like, one time, the coach, four-heart boys, saying, yeah, you're both really good, and you'll play this half, and he'll play that half, and then you'll play the first half next game, and he'll play the second half. And I think that was kind of a situation. I was like, you know, I didn't get into this to to not play. I wanted to play, and that's
0: obviously when I went. I, I knew my, my, my wife and I moved over to the... So, so the academy you're referring to is Chelsea. Yes. So you were at Hart Boys at the time when Chelsea then signed you with the academy or you already gone to Aldershot? I, went, I was at Aldershot. I was at Aldershot. Okay. So you're what, 12 yeah. years old at this point? 12, yep. Okay, so you're playing for Aldershot tracker. Yeah. They're smashing everyone at the Sunday league yep. level. You're now playing full games because you've, you've left your other team and yep. the other really good goalkeeper... Do you know, what's he doing now, by the way? Is he still playing or not, not playing? or You have no
2: idea? Oh, yeah, I went to school with him for so long, I couldn't tell you exactly. You have Quite no idea? Sport and, no, I have no idea.
0: But then you get signed to Chelsea alongside playing with Aldershot Tracker. Um, how how does that come about? How how have they... Well, where have they seen you? Have they seen you in a tournament in a Sunday league game? How, um, how does that happen?
2: That was... Um, I think... Uh, I, can't, I can't remember who uh, brought it up. I think it was... James, young husband, yep. previously said about how you, when you grow up in the UK, you're basically, you'll play for a Sunday league team. You'll also play for your district, which is basically the smaller areas, best players of small areas. And then you've got the county, which is a little bit bigger. Yeah. Uh, I got picked up by Chelsea when we, my district team was also very good. Very, very, very good. Who's your district? Aldershot and Farnborough okay yeah so it's that's hampshire so yeah like all the shot on Farnborough. very very good team very successful uh got through to i think a semi-final of some sort of competition um where they basically obviously the further you get on into the competition the the wider the area is that, that you play so mm. we ended up playing a team from london somewhere it, yep. it may have been like more towards london or you know yeah um and their goalkeeper at the time was also in the Chelsea Academy. Um, and I remember them, I must have had a really good game. And the the manager of their team was a scout for Chelsea and spoke to the manager of my team and spoke to my dad and was like, look, we'd kneel like a six-week trial, trial
0: at, um, at Chelsea. Yeah, um, And it kind of went from there. So you've had quite, that's quite a a big jump because you've gone from splitting time sorry you've gone from not playing in goal at all mm. splitting time yeah. with another goalkeeper and then being picked up by chelsea all yeah. within the, sp- the span of pretty much two years yeah
2: is that right yeah and that's also said so dropping it in there i never got picked for my county
0: team oh that's cut look you're still upset about that i can I,
2: tell. I am i'm i'm a little bit hurt like Hampshire, Hampshire
0: right Hampshire being your county that would have
2: been Hampshire yeah, yeah. so Hampshire county so that's what I'm saying like the districts you've got you know two cities or two towns that's your district and then you always widen it and widen it and that's your county um, went for trials for the county didn't really enjoy it kind of in fact I kind of thought I'd just walk in and get the spot I never got a phone call back
0: really
2: yeah I never got a phone call back Who
0: got? who did they pick I
2: have no idea no couldn't tell you no I just know I wasn't even featured at all. No, yeah. Strange, really. And it's haunted you to this day. It has, I it can has. see if the, the fire in your eyes. Oh, look at it's you. disappointing. You want it all, don't you, really? You want it all. But I couldn't,
0: I couldn't have it all even that age. But then you got to Chelsea. Yep. So obviously the joke's on them a little bit because you then managed to sign for, <laughs> for, for, for an academy side. Um, what was your sort of involvement with them? Are you now playing with them... Have you, have you left all the shot tracker at this point, are you trying to balance the two? I think
2: they try and balance the two. Yeah, they try to balance the two. They don't want to take you away fully from what got you there. Yeah, but ultimately, it's a transition stage of we are going to take you full time. Yeah, and you're going to have to concentrate more with Chelsea, with Chelsea yeah. than you are of your 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 local side.
0: And what was that team like at, at that time? Uh, Wow, the, the
2: people come and go. Yeah. Um, now, academies start at five, six years old. I think back then, it was probably more. We're well, still young, maybe seven or eight. I know you're talking about a couple of years, yeah. but it wasn't as, as as early as it is now. Um, it was good. It was it was good. Um, there were so many different people that, you know, came and went and your... So my, my one, you know, I remember having to travel uh, more towards London, towards yeah. Battersea, train there in the evening. So yeah, I'd do my school. Um, I'd then have to travel to Battersea with my mum, then travel back, get homework done on the train, do as much as I could because mm-hmm. my parents were always about getting me ac- academically right and ready for the real world, basically. So, you only really signed a, a year or two contracts. Yeah. You don't sign long-term contracts. Um, and it was just, I was enjoying it. Yeah. I was enjoy- I didn't enjoy it all, do you know what I mean? Like the traveling's tough and balancing schoolwork. My dad having a go at me at the weekend and my homework's done. I wanna go play football and I wanna go down the park with my mates and play football. So it was, um, it was football, football, football. And plus at the time I was playing tennis. You know, and I think my dad, I can't remember what age, I was really good at tennis, Funny enough. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I got to like the, I was probably like second best in the, in the county this time. So I was up there in the county for tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad just basically said, it's too much. Like, you're going to have to make a decision, mate. Mm-hmm. Tennis, football, make a choice. When Chelsea are knocking at your door, like a big academy like that, I think mm-hmm. it was a no brainer.
1: Why'd you not, uh, you know, except for that, uh, having to be with Chelsea? Did you really thought about, you know, pursuing tennis at all?
2: I, yeah, I did, but I've... So my, my cousin, um, semi-pro um, tennis player. I think he may have turned pro. I don't think... He may have played at Wimbledon lower, like before you hit the big boys. Oh, the
0: junior junior level?
2: No, he's an adult. Qual- he's a lot oh, okay. kind of qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he ever played in the main stage. And obviously with that information within our family, he was was basically saying, look, if you're gonna play tennis, like Andy Murray, and you look at people (laughs) like that now, you're not gonna do it in the UK. As in, you'll have to go to America, you're gonna have to go to Spain, you're gonna have to, you know, as soon as you finish school, you'll be off. And it's a very tough
0: industry that Mm. any
2: sport is, but when you're talking about a solo act, that's a, you know... It's uh, quite a
0: solitary, you know, sport, isn't it? Yeah. And, and obviously, when you yeah. when you play tennis, you've got your team around you, you mm-hmm. know, your, your, your coach, your nutritionist, your, you know, your, your psychologist or whatever. But essentially, it's all down to you as, you know... In, just in, you're on the court. You're, you're on the court and you have yeah. to deliver the goods. And I think... The other thing I think is quite interesting about... I, quite a few of my friends were quite good tennis players growing up. And... um if you're in the top 100 footballers in the world, you're doing all right. Mm. You're going to be doing all right. If you're on the top 100 tennis players. You're, you're number one 100 tennis player in the world. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, probably doing you're, all right. You're making, you're it, making it a living. Still really, you're still doing the circuit. You're still doing the qualifiers, the challenges. That's a really, really yeah, tough yeah. grind. A There's really a lot of travelling as
2: well because obviously a, it's a, it's around the world. Obviously the big boys they travel around. They go from from open to open to open. There's middle you know competitions that they go to sponsorship you know I mean, there's a lot yeah, of yeah, m- yeah. funding involved that people forget about yeah, yeah. whereas uh, you have to be very privileged in tennis and uh, in individual sports to be able to have that and, and even like lewis hamilton mm. i've read his, you know and seen documentaries about him and how his dad didn't they didn't really come from anything but at the same time they had sponsors yeah uh, it's it's a that's a massive risk you yeah. have to be top 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 to to kind of make it an individual sport i think
0: what sort of tennis player were you i'm really interested i had nothing you know, uh, I, I can see you being like an ivan Lendl or i, was, I, business, I tell you
2: what i Come was
0: on. i was a big server obviously oh, yes. Yes.
2: big server straight to the net <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was me no back of the court nothing. no you know no top spin no finesse just so um, you weren't even easy it was more like greg rosette yeah at that i time. was
2: thinking that a bit of <laughs> greg It's like, just like big Big Greg, down, bang, <laughs> smash.
0: If I don't... He wants don't to finish rallies early. <laughs> oh, early. Yeah, yeah was like, just straight to the Finish the net. point early. Yeah. I'm quite intrigued. You know what? I'm quite intrigued by it. I, honestly, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I've mean, never... you never asked to play tennis? <laughs> I know, never. I'd never, never, never. I mean, probably because I beat it, you I <laughs> reckon.
1: Yeah. Phil plays tennis. Phil, Phil yeah, plays yeah. tennis. Yeah. But he hasn't yeah, really, you know... But, but no.
0: uh, this is quite interesting for me because that's an individual sport. And what I... I asked the question earlier and we, we didn't really explore it, but I wanna explore it now. Is that sort of mindset of obviously the individual pursuit of a tennis player, but goalkeeping is quite an individual pursuit in itself. Mm. Like and you know people sort of say, Oh, goalkeepers need to be a bit crazy. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to have you have to be of a different So, and no offense to you, you are a bit different. Like you know, you, you I think everyone you, would say that I'm very different. You are yeah. a bit different, <laughs> right? In a nice way. I'm not sure, you know. But is that part of the allure do you think about being a goalkeeper like there is although you're in a team sport it is almost an individual pursuit like if you make a mistake in tennis it's only you to blame if you make a mistake as a goalkeeper i mean it's it's going to cost you a goal more yeah. more more, more than likely yeah. is that something that you enjoy is it something that you thrive seen
2: that on or co- correlation before but if you think about it yeah i mean you make a mistake in tennis it's down to you as a goalkeeper if you make a mistake it's in the back of your yeah, net yeah. it's down to you a lot of the times in tennis obviously if you if you win a point great point it, it doesn't really come to anything yeah. it's just another point on yeah the board. Point. do you know what i mean like you've got to crack on you got to get on again and it, it's similar to 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 being a goalkeeper you make a save it's the game doesn't stop like when you <laughs> score a goal do you know what i mean you can save yeah. a penalty the ref doesn't blow his whistle so you can celebrate You save the penalty yeah it's just doesn't get chalked up at the end of the match no, is it it's just keep going no. just keep going yeah. Uh, so yeah, I didn't realize in that sense, but yeah.
1: Okay. I I, I I'm quite interested how you know the role of uh, your 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 mom and dad, Martin and uh, Merly, in uh, in all of this. I, I you're an only child, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, how 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 are they uh, as to you? You know, being an athlete and a student at the same time, and just enjoying a lot of stuff on your plate.
2: I think you know before. Um, Let's go back Back when, do you know what I mean? Like mm. talking about now is very different to back when. So when I was playing football at a young age, you know, it's a big sacrifice, not for, just for me as a player, but a massive sacrifice for, for parents. My dad was working in the city, you know, London city. Mum was more at home. Um, straight, she'd have to sort out her working schedule to kind of fit with my footballing schedule. So if we go from me playing at, at um, Chelsea Academy she'd have to finish a half day at work I think on a Tuesday and a Wednesday to then get a train with me travel up with me make sure I'm trying to do my homework on the school uh, on, on the train then we're coming back late and you know my dad's at home at this point and no one can pick him up at the station <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a big sacrifice and then obviously on Um, so I think if I'm correct like Saturdays I'd pay for Chelsea at this point and then Sundays it would be my Sunday league team it was just football 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 Uh, my dad was always telling me I have to keep writing school I have to I think he he knew that to make it as a football player however your definition of making it or what your definition is it's tough hard Near enough impossible, let's be honest. Um, So he was obviously battering, both of them were battering my academics. Um, but It's a massive sacrifice. And I think even sometimes on a Sunday, they would go to church and they would ask someone else to say, hey, can you just take Neil? And it gives them a bit of breathing room as well because um, all I could do, all I could think about was was playing football. Oh, he's lucky he's the only child.
0: Yeah. They must have realised, oh, I, can't, I can't do this again. No. It's <laughs>
2: true. And I do, you know, I feel I, I've grown up with some, um, some, some players who, someone in my year would have been in the academy and the younger brother would be at the academy. And the, the clubs do support that. You know, they do try and help. They've got drivers, even from a young age. They'll yeah. pick them up from school, bring them into the training ground. But you see the mum, you know, she's there. Like the, one of the kids has got a game at so and so time at like ten o'clock. The next one's play at twelve o'clock, and like she's just there the whole day, the whole day, on a on the the gamble in a sense that it could all be for nothing in ten years' time mm. oh. or longer. Yeah. You don't know, but you do. I guess you know. I don't have children at this point, but you know, you guys can probably you know if that's what your son. Or daughter wants to do, you make those sacrifices to to do it.
0: Yeah, I think well, speaking as a, as, a, as a dad, I mean, there is what what I've noticed. If you're working in that coaching space, where I'm dealing with a lot of different parents. You know, I, I've seen I've seen the parents who live vicariously through their kids, and I'm sure you would have seen it as well. You know, where you see the parents, and it's like it's all about their kid making it. Yep. Not necessarily just so the kid can make it. Yep but so they can have a, you know, they're afforded a better life for mm. themselves. Um, I, I think the, the role that a parent plays is, is vitally important and probably none more so than in your situation. I, I know your mum and dad. And I think um, on the one hand, they've offered you the opportunity mm. in a sense of supporting you in the right way. Um, are you obviously bringing you to the games, bringing you to the training, offering you that, that emotional support as well as the physical support of actually, you know, bringing you to the trainings, et cetera. But also giving you the the balance of listen, but you still got to make sure that you you work hard the academically reality. because, like you said, it, it is impossible to make it. Yeah. It, is, it is impossible, right? It is impossible. I don't know how you done it, but you did done it. Right? <laughs> yeah. but, but 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 obviously, and then I think also with that and t- tempering the, the the sort of the drive and um, you know and the passion for wanting to make it, I think it takes the pressure off a little bit if you have something to fall back on. Um, and it's something that I've tried to emphasize having, you know, working a lot with kids is, listen, if you put all your eggs in one basket with football, you're setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. Because you've got to have that um, that sort of safety net um, yeah. um, attached to to whatever your pursuit is. It might be football, it might be, you know, another sport, it might be, you know, a, a different profession. But I think, you know, seeing, seeing how you've developed, um, I think is a testament to your parents and, and how they've supported you through this through this journey, really. And, yeah. and it, a lot of this probably wouldn't be possible with, without, yeah, without
2: their support. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's one of those, obviously, it's massive credit and, and to them and how they did it and how they dealt with the whole situation. And like you said, you've got many different types of parents. You're talking about parents that uh, are not interested. You've got people, uh, parents who are too involved. Mm. Um, <clears throat> sorry, and when I say too involved, like you said, they may have not made it, the dad may not have made it as a football player but they're so pushy with their kid that that kid has to go and make it as a football player. He he hasn't got a choice. Like that parent or that child is not doing schoolwork. It's all eggs in one basket and you will make it. And the pressure of that to a, you're talking 10, 12, 13 year old, Wow, like, and this is when people think I'm boring and people obviously speak to a lot of parents. And I, I, I went down to a, you know, Cardiff um, Academy game one time. I know we're kind of backing forth, through and fro through at the moment, but um, there was a goalkeeper there, nine years old, 10 years old. And obviously looked up to me as the number one. And he was like, oh, can you got some advice for my son? And he really wants to be like you. And he, you know, he could take your shirt one day. And I said, I hope he does. I said, I've got any advice. What's your advice? And I said, I'll tell you what. I said to my, the, said to the parents, to the parents face, to the kid, mate, enjoy playing football. Because I said, once you get older, it's a job. It's 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 not saying it's not fun. I'm very lucky and blessed to be in the situation I'm in, but just at a young age, that's what I believe. I believe just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Because you see it all the time, the players who can play with no fear and the freedom, they play so much better. You know, they always do. I mean. The amount of pressures that I've had, not by my parents, but like going through yeah. my career, as I'm sure we'll talk about, is that it's they're, they're tough, they're tough, and you don't want to add that even at a young age to a 10 to year old, a nine year old, a 12 year old, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, so your parents allowed you to, you know,
2: they allowed and, me to fail. Yeah. I first with the best way of putting it, they allowed me to fail. I mean, not a fail, it was not yeah. like you know, it's yeah. not they 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 were realistic, they were very realistic in the sense that. I'll tell you later but there was there's was, there was a time that you know obviously it was out the window but yeah they allowed me to kind of do what I needed to do enjoy playing football and, and just crack on and do what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it yeah
0: I think that's really great advice you know like I said I work in that youth football space and I see that the pressure, and the kids are getting pressure these days from so many different angles from, from you know, peer pressure, um, from social media, social media. Uh, pressure pressure from, school especially in the Philippines, you know, the, the pressure on the academic side is, is, is just, it's unbelievable, it's relentless. Mm. And, um, you know, I think for, for parents to, to have that just general perspective, I think that's really refreshing and... Um, you know, I, I hope that, you know, parents, a, a lot of parents listen to the show, you know, mm. obviously at my academy, I'm talking to, you know, I, I'm hoping that they can hear that and, and, and see how you've developed in, in through your playing journey and how your parents dealt with you. I think that's really, um, you know, it's testament to them as parents and, and allowing you, like you said, allowing you to fail, which mm. I think very few parents actually afford their kids.
1: Yeah. Now, what was the next step after uh, Chelsea uh, moving on to the to the next level
2: of your career? So, I was at Chelsea when I was, let me just... Yeah. Told you, three hours, I told okay. you three oh, hours. Mate. he's like, not, he's a, not oh, worried okay. about his time, okay. No, the time's... No. Backtrack, go on, bring it back, <laughs> okay. bring it back. Go back a little bit, go on So, then. I remember actually the first time um, I signed my contract at Chelsea. It was a six week trial, mm-hmm. um, it got extended eight weeks, may have gone 10 weeks. But anyway, I signed my contract and I signed my contract at the Stamford Bridge Hotel. Mm -hmm. So I've gone up there, uh, I believe both my parents um, and the person who was signing it was the new goalkeeper, Eve McAlambe, who they signed in the summer. Anyway, um, myself and a few others signed the contract, not just my age group, but a few others. And Neil Barth, you've heard before, um, was the academy director and still is, and did a PowerPoint presentation to, to the kids, and to all the parents, and it was very. I couldn't tell you what was on the other twenty-five slides, but I remember one thing. And he had two pyramids. the The bottom pyramid. This is you. This is you. Like, and then you'll get up and you'll get become under like a sixteens player. So now you're fighting for your scholarship. And you know you're in a, it's basically said you know it's a big pool of people. Mm-hmm. You're fighting for it. Eventually you get to the top and then it cuts and then there's another bigger pyramid and the bigger pyramid is well As soon as you sign your scholarship You're back at the bottom Bottom of of the pyramid again You know you you think you got to the top But you're nowhere near the top because you just joined the the, the bigger you know the bigger pond kind of thing Bottom of there all of a sudden you've got uh, under 18s Signing pro reserve team training with the first team being a first team squad member and ultimately the top one is obviously playing in the first Mm. team so you do all these tasks and everything like that to get just to the bottom of the bigger pyramid basically and it was just one thing just stayed in my mind for forever because it's it shows once again how hard it is Mm. um it doesn't mean it can't happen but obviously it was very refreshing but anyway carrying on yeah so signed for Chelsea, um, and stayed there through the academy, through the Abramovich era, um, I think they won the league twice while I was there, yeah. I believe, um, and I was ball boy there, like, loving it, yeah, loving yeah, life, yeah, yeah. just, like, collecting ball, <laughs> it was surreal, you know, yeah. it's surreal, you're talking about players that you see on the TV, or I watch match of the day, and, and everything like that, it was to be so close to them was, was really, really good, um, And I left the club, What was S- the
1: goalkeeper that time?
2: Carlo Culocini was probably the first one and then it moved yeah. on to Peter check Yeah. So I mean, talking about like it's it's crazy, you know, you're talking about I mean we'll, I'm not gonna name drop everyone out of it, but to, to look at people like that, to to know those people now and not, I don't know Carlo, but to know people like check and, and on a personal level is crazy.
0: Yeah, like, it's surreal. It was so yeah two thousand When your idols become your rivals, something like
1: that, right? I mean it's actually well, yeah. did you did you play did you play against him last season?
2: Didn't do his his research before he came in. I only played 38 games in the (laughs) Premier (laughs) League. All right, but what
0: you then go to Fulham? Yeah. What what was the what was the reason behind you moving from Chelsea to Fulham?
2: Yeah. So without writing your script for you, there at Chelsea. Yeah. um, I played for England under 16s. Yeah. So. the reason why uh, and you've heard it before so i won't go over it with, with phil and james is one they were the club were going for a massive transition mm. there was a lot of foreign players um the best around the country chelsea wanted them and you got to a stage when i was under 16. i played a few under 18 games you know mm. so i was doing well uh mourinho for at that stage you know that was the best in, in the world yeah um probably p- apart from sir alex and He'd play the first team the same way, the reserves the same way, the 18s, the 16s. It was a really, really well-run academy, really well. Um, but they just had a guy who was wanted by teams like Man United. Re Evans? Time. Huh? Reese Evans? No, it was Reese Evans? No, it wasn't Reese Evans. Now you're throwing me off because I am about to say his name. I've lost his name. It's Reese Evans. No, it was not Reese Evans. Oh, I was talking to him about someone else. That's no, not. <laughs> is it Reece Evans? It's Reece Evans. Is it? it is. Welsh guy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then. <laughs> so you research, right? Yeah. yeah. No. You research here. Come on. Yeah. You come here and you don't do your research. If it's not Reece
0: Evans, we're gonna to have to edit this bit. Yeah. I'm 99% sure it's Reesevens. Yeah, it
2: was I know his first name's Reese and I know Welsh anyway. So Reese the Welsh goalkeeper. Reese the Welsh goalkeeper. Yeah. So he he was wanted by all the big clubs. Yeah. And Chelsea. very high very high profile when he was a kid. He was 16 playing for Wales on the 21st. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he, there was so much attraction about him. You know, he was good with his feet. He could play I remember. Wow, I remember like I remember him being he was like, you know, my idol. Like he had a sponsorship of Adidas and stuff like that. I was like, I want to be like this guy. And I was gonna be his number two. Ultimately yeah. I was gonna be number two. And it was Uh, There's something called the Victory Shield where, let's get this right, Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland and England play each other at youth level Mm -hmm. and the best players basically play against each other. So I played one game in the Victory Shield for England and Reese played his games for Wales. That was me nervous. That was really, really, you know, really yeah. nerve wracking.
0: For for everyone that doesn't which isn't familiar with this, the Victory Shield is 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 the premier British youth football competition, basically. And it's mm. a, for for a lot of young um, up and coming stars. It's their sort of first exposure to like it's in front of the Sky cameras. Mm. You'll get a big crowd. For it's normally it's normally in a big big stadium. And these kids are sort of the best. 15 16 year olds yeah. in in the country at that time so you know you're looking at this competition and basically you're looking out for who's going to be the next big sort thing. of superstar player to come through through the ranks so obviously you're playing in in that kind of kind of setting and, and a lot of these guys are you know potential earmarked as, as future stars who who from your age category have, have gone on to to of do do big well, from things
2: well Chelsea I was fortunate to play with a few more I've played with people like Scott Sinclair Yep. Uh, Jack Cork now at Burnley. Yeah. Um, one guy who's gone on to play, I think, he's at Oh, there's a few. I can't. You yeah, know, that, that, the year kind of above me was a better year yeah. than mine. Uh, who was that? Whose whose year is uh, that? Yeah, with Jack Cork. So, oh, that was the year above yeah, you. That's yeah, the year above me more. Yeah, England side. Um, mm, you know, my friend obviously now who's, who was um. The goalkeeper, Alex Movies. Yeah. He was in the England team with me at that time. Yeah. Um, the, poor, the people... Victor Moses. Yeah. You no know, Chelsea. Yeah. Liverpool, right? Chelsea, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, Liverpool. yeah. yeah. Uh, was, was it Palace? Danny Welbeck. Yeah. Um, Henry Lansbury. Yeah. Um, I asked, uh, asked the Arsenal at the time. Arsenal, yeah. now Aston Villa. Was it Nottingham Forest? So there's a few. You know, yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't think of all. There was a few. But anyway, I got to that stage and Chelsea we were clear to, to my parents, or to my dad, and my parents. They said, look, we could sign Neil here as a scholar, you know, but the reality is he's not going to play. So we suggest that it's, it's better for his future to, to, you know, leave us and find somewhere else. And I, it put me in good stead that I was playing for England on the 16s at the time yeah. because it opened so many other doors. And and that's when I made the transition to to Fulham. Did you did you
0: know that move was was potentially on the table? Or, I was going to go to Palace.
2: Are we really? Yeah, I was going to go to Palace. I had a few phone calls. I remember someone from Liverpool calling me. I think Everton wanted me to do like a trial up there. Yeah. Um, West Ham. I think I did even a game for West Ham. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I played like a trial game for West Ham, but. Um, no, for, uh, Palace was the closest one that I could have gone to. Yeah, I remember I even went on a, tri- a week trial there. Stayed in digs there with someone. Really enjoyed it. They were in the championship at the time. Yeah, um, Fulham came knocking. It was a little bit closer. I didn't really mind about that. Um, Fulham gave me a better contract, right? And you're talking like an extra little bit of money. Yeah. Um, but it just felt right. Yeah. You know, it felt it felt right.
0: So. I mean, normally, when, when we've had these conversations with, with some of the other members on, on uh, of the national team who've come on the show with that, at that moment when you get released for a lot of people it's like pff, it shattered dreams mm. it, it feels as though it's the end of the world just from judging what you said there you felt as though it was just going to be a case of which door do I go through at yeah. this point? So there were other options for you here and, and you felt like you were going to land on your feet no matter where you went. Is, yeah. is, that, is that a fair yeah, assumption? That's,
2: that's basically it. I was in a very fortunate position at that right. time that, like I was saying, I was playing for England at the 16s, the top, top, top level, yeah. top goalkeepers. It was literally which door I wanted to walk through at that point.
1: Okay. Well, at that time, um, was playing for the Philippines. No, did you cross was your 16. mind? No, yeah, I was but 16. 16. But you know you're you're already there with with some of the best players in
2: England. But uh, no, the honest answer is no. Um, I you know I didn't really know much about the Philippines national team at this point. Um, if anything, if I'm honest, um, and at that point it was just about so much happened. You know what I mean? 16 years old. I just left school. Just got a scholarship. Um, thought I would be like you know play for England one day kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and from then you know there was so much going on that I didn't I didn't know much about
1: the Philippines national team to be honest no Yeah, you were but you your mom was taking you here for vacations during uh...
2: yeah like going into that yeah I think I went to the to the Philippines with mom and dad when I was younger a lot younger um, but to be honest you know I think we didn't come back to the Philippines, really, and probably until I, I went to see the family a few times, I can't remember what years. Um, but we found it tough to come back here because the amount of commitment mm. at Chelsea at the time, because you? I was playing in my age group, but also the year above, we'd have training during the week, I'd have schoolwork, and then at weekends I'd have games and then probably play another game because they wanted me to play in the year group above Summer it was summer camp there was no time you know yeah. there was not it, there wasn't any time to, to come back really it's uh the next time i came back i
0: played for the national team yes yeah, so you made your debut in in the tournament you know in, in elo elo, elo wasn't yeah. it? was it with 2008 you're really bad with dates. I've so 2010. Bad. You keep saying that I for know, no reason. I, I, I think it's 2008. To 2008. 2008. Do we spend <laughs> your whole life <laughs> <on> <laughs> you? Know? Yeah, just tell me that. Um, 2008. I, I, you know what? I, I can remember seeing him. I can remember yeah. like because again, we talked about this on another podcast. We, we were sort talk, of talking about the pieces of the jigsaw that we were trying to put together. So, at this point, um, Phil and James have, have, have come on the scene, and uh, you know, so we've you know two very very good players. We sort of we got a couple of, you know, key yeah. positions that we need filling and obviously the goalkeeper, goalkeeper was one and all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, we know this Filipino kid who used to play with us at Chelsea. I'm thinking, no, no, this, this, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> this, you know, this goalkeeper, come on, there's, there's, that's never going to be the case. And then, you know, I, I remember walking into the lobby and I see this monster, massive, still, you know, still looks like a kid with the red stripe what through the oh, their hair. I didn't
2: get the red stripe to I was there. Right,
0: yeah. but I came late.
2: Oh, you came
1: late.
0: That's my first, and I'm thinking, what have we done?
2: That's when you've gone through the point. We go back now about 20 minutes when you're a little bit crazy in the head to become a goalkeeper. <laughs> must have been. Must have been.
0: And you are an individual. We already established <laughs> yeah. this, right? You're an individual. Um, but yeah, I mean, how how did that kind of come about? Because like the red it, hair, or not the hair? No, really <laughs> not the hair. We'll leave. I don't want to touch on that anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, how, how how were you sort of contacted? How how were you called up? I think... Um,
2: so I would have been at Fulham. Yeah. And I... The, the previous president of the PFF...
1: Mary Martinez. The late Mario Martinez.
2: Was he the one or who's the one before him?
1: No, it was the... Romualdez. Johnny Romualdez. No, it couldn't have been him then. No, so, but Mario Martinez. It was Martinez. I'm pretty Marie sure it was Martinez here. Yeah. So yeah. I
2: think they tried to contact me and I wasn't interested at first. Yeah,
0: why not? Because I was... Still,
2: half in the England setup, but at this point, uh, not really. Yeah, you know, not not particularly being used. I, I remember playing for the under 18s at Fulham. Yeah, and the guy on the bench went with England under seventeen to the England World Cup. And they I on the bench. The of guy team. on the bench of my team that I'm playing for went with England. Wes. Wes Fotheringham, Fotheringham. Yeah. Went with England's team. Really? On the 17s, and I didn't get called up. But I was playing, and I was playing well. I remember playing well. Um, that was a bit, a bit of a sucker punch. Again? Yeah. That was a bit you, of a sucker you, you've punch. You've
1: been sucker punched a lot.
2: That was a frustrating time. Um, did that ultimately t- make my decision? It definitely made a big impact into why I made the decision, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, so when I got a f- call, call up to go to the national team, it was hey do you want to fly over my mum's like (gasps) yeah big gasp and like okay but you have to pay for your own flight at this point and we'll reimburse you if you make the team
0: (laughs) what am I not going to say that no it's great
1: it's okay it's shocking we we, we, we know the same story yeah it's shocking really and when you think
0: back to it now I mean like we we had this conversation last night ironically you know it's we're at the stage now where I think a lot of people are sort of coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know, there are people from all over the world and it's like, you know, yeah, we'll bring you in, we'll, we'll take, take a look at you and here we have a player of, you know, he's, his profile is high, right? Yeah. In, in terms of like, he's got really good experience for a young goalkeeper. He's got his connections with other players on the team. He's in, in a position that we, we desperately need, right? Yeah. And he's willing to come out. But you've got to pay your own way, Right? And if you make the team, we'll reimburse if, you. If, if. if. It's, a, it's a risk, isn't it? It's a, high, it's a big risk, mate. Because the other thing is, you know, and what people don't realise is, you're attached to a professional club that are in yeah. the Premier League at this time. And if you go away, someone else is going to be waiting there while you're we, gone. We touched on this last night. If you believe enough in your ability, it would be, be a fine. Yeah. And
2: that's for me. That was it. I knew I, I was going to come. I was going to show everyone what I could do. And if you didn't want me, okay, the door's closed, but fair enough. But I know myself, yeah. you know.
1: But at, at that time, uh, I think Fulham was fighting uh, relegation as well. Uh, yeah. Fighting to stay in the Premier League.
2: Yeah, they were for a few years ago in that time. Yeah, they were.
1: Yeah, at that, that time, I remember watching uh, yeah. a few Fulham games in the hotel. In yeah, Lilo-Lilo. we stayed up
2: last game in the season. I remember, I actually remember being a, a broad. You, you
1: were there. You were there. You were I, remember, I
2: think I yeah. it could have been that competition or the one after. But, I you know, yeah, yeah, I was... Um, I was happy to, to 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 fly out, learn, understand the dynamics of this, still young, you know, I'm still young in the head, 18 yeah. years old, to learn about the Philippines. And then, you know, once you put that, that jersey on, it's game over. You're not playing for anyone else. That's it. That's your country. Mm-hmm. That's. Um, and I was so happy and so proud. It was... Surreal. You felt right. You mm. know what I saying? It feels right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't, I can't say it anymore. more. Yeah. I, I, I literally walked through the hotel lobby. I remember singing the No One Alicia Keys. You
0: were you there at that
1: point? No,
2: no,
0: no. No, oh, I, I, <laughs> I flew in the day before like, the game.
2: Did you? Yeah. Yeah. You so. were you were there early. Like, i was there early. Or, yeah three, I, day, I remember having to before. stand up in front of the whole restaurant and sing alicia keys for no it like a you know initiation kind of thing yeah, yeah. That's, that's um
0: you don't necessarily just mean like the 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 team environment i'm guessing do you mean like when you sort aura. of let, yeah all of it like like the, the sort of the people the yeah um sort of the atmosphere the environment like it's a very full
2: package. At, at that time let's just talk about that time it felt like a uh, instant family, yeah. Instant family, open arms, welcome you. Let's make something happen.
0: That's, that was it. That's how I felt.
2: Yeah, you know. So when I put the, the 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 shirt on for the first time, I didn't look back, and I never regretted it.
0: It's probably quite different to the environment that you were used to at that time.
2: Yeah, it's very cutthroat. and yeah. in in not just playing for England at all levels, but in the environment I'm talking about. At, academy level yeah extremely cutthroat i mean it could have been cutthroat you know i could have not made it i might have not got my money back from my flight but um <laughs> no it felt right and i was very very happy to to put on the yeah, show
1: i remember talking to uh, the coaches and um so i came in and it's like he was already there it's like interviewing the coaches like did you see our goalkeeper and i just said that like, he they, they were so happy that he was kicking the ball past you know the half line, and almost near the penalty box. Yeah. <laughs> the team, it's like, okay, we're gonna know, we we will, we, we know how to play. Uh, we can we can play through him. Yeah, and just give him the ball and let him but, put but, it over. Like, but
2: to be fair, you know, when I joined the team, like I did a bit of research and stuff, and I, I've actually never have I met him maybe a few times, not many a times. But you had Cassas in goal, yeah, and there was it was, there was a lot of hype and a lot of. Yeah. Compliments towards and, how and he, he was, he was pretty good. And he was very good. Like yeah. you know, I've never played with him or against him or anything like that. But he was good. Yeah, he was good. So I knew I wasn't going to walk in to, and and take the shirt straight away. I had to come and but, prove to myself and everyone else what I could do. But
1: Casas yeah. was not there. No, he wasn't. No, he, didn't he, he wasn't. I at think that point. he he took a took a break from the national yeah. team uh, at that time. It was. I think Ed was your yeah. number two. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. Ed was your number two. Yeah.
0: What can you remember from that? Uh, the th- we had three games, didn't we, in that Challenge Cup qualifiers? Can, yeah. can you remember the games? The three teams. Yeah, can you remember the three games? Yeah. First, first cap. I'm pretty sure you remember that. Please tell me you can remember your, oh. who you played against in your debut. Who's on yeah. Oh my, oh you're my so god! Bad.
1: Is it, not? it was yeah. such a
0: momentous occasion. <laughs> I can't remember who the opponent was. No, who was it? Brunei. I be, yeah. I, yeah be.
2: I knew it was Bruton, Brunei and... Bruton? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant.
0: Is that a new country? You're making it up <laughs> That was... Oh, I remember keeping three clean
1: sheets. That's what I do yeah, remember. That's right. That's but right. I do remember.
0: I, I, I remember... Well, I remember meeting you. I remember the red hair. So, and then after that, your debut game, we won, we won 1-0. Um, the Brunei game. Kept a clean sheet. Solid performance, Look, but not really yeah. much to do, was, was no. it? The second game was completely different. Do you, do you remember that no. one, the Tajikistan game? We had the Jason Cordova got sent off. Yes, I do remember. And I think you had a good game. Actually, you yeah, had a you good game. Did, really, really, did really, good really good well. Um, clean sheet, and then we won the last game against um, against Bhutan. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, we went out, and I've never known a team to go out We're yeah. and beat like, oh, all Yeah, I didn't understand
2: that for me at that point. Yeah. I was just a little bit like, oh, how? How does that work? <laughs> but yeah. I remember
0: keeping clean sheets. Yeah. Did, did mum and dad come out for that one or not? My mum did. She did. What was yeah, what was her sort of feelings of I think watching her was, sound play for a national I team? I think she was just overjoyed and very yeah. happy,
2: very
1: proud. Yeah.
2: Um, Filipino mum.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He used that as an opportunity to show you around as well, right? Yeah, I went
2: around and um, it was nice. It was nice to just kind of be back and... We saw the family as well.
0: Which, the family's from Tarlac, Tarlac right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Tarlac. So we got to see the family, spent time here. Probably the first time in a long time that we spent, you know, a fair few weeks over here. Um, it was a bit of a blur to be honest. Yeah. I think I was quite, you know, excited with what was going on. You know, I had a good feeling and a good sense about everything. You know, I was really, really, really happy.
0: Yeah. I remember because that was, I think, it was at the end of the season as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So you were, you would have been on break at that yes. time. It was right. At the, I remember yeah. it had been right
1: at the end of the season. So you came out here, and... and and I think he was a bit, you know, secure because he still had a one more year on his deal left. So you, right, you, he was, um, you, you were, or or a few more months. Yeah, on your deal. I definitely had. So next you had, a time, had like a, time. You, you were, yeah, assured, secure with your with your future. Yeah, work. so there's no.
2: There was no like grey area. I was going back uh, to, to Fulham.
0: Am I right in saying that that would have been your actual your first sort of senior games? Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so you, that, it's really your first introduction. I'm to, sure you've got you in your notes. To you? to men's, well, I've got plenty of notes here. Man. <laughs> um, you then you have, you have your you have your off your off period uh, off season. Sorry, and then you go back to to Fulham to, to the, the following season. Um, I'm assuming now you sort of this is the time when you're working with um, Pascal Zubabula and you're in the mix with Schweitzer, Schweitzer and Mark Schwarzer and David, and David Stockdale. Are you in that sort of? Are you pushing into that sort of first team training so um, I mean, I on be, a regular basis at that time?
2: I've been 18.
0: I don't know so we're in a 2008-2009 season. What was Roy Hodgson there? Uh, this is your interview so I'm hoping you remember who you remember. <laughs> um,
2: I don't know if that was a year early or not who did we have we had because who would have been your first youth uh, first Chris who would have been Coleman. the
0: first team manager when you were first Les no not Les Reed. Oh. Um, don't know I remember Chris Coleman Chris
2: Coleman, Chris Coleman, yeah. Coleman, Chris yeah. Coleman. Yeah. yeah I remember Chris Coleman and then Roy came in 18. It must have been, it must have, been, it must been, yeah, have been Roy, yeah. so it, must, it must have been Roy, yeah. So yeah, let's, so yeah let's, so that, that summer, um, who would have been the number one before? Niemi, Antony Niemi? Niemi. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I think the Finnish go- yeah, goalkeeper, finish, right? Yeah, so he was leaving, um, Roy Hodgson had come in. Yeah, it must have been that year because he was his signing. So he was, he he brought in David Stockdale first and they brought him in and then they brought in, they all, yeah, you, you must be right, your notes must be right, like all three of them. Swartzer and then Zubabula and the, the schedule was gonna be, I'd be number four. Right. Stockdale will probably come in and go out on loan. Yeah. Zuba would be there as a number two, yeah. and mark obviously as the number one, yeah.
0: yeah, how did you find that dynamic working with those goalkeepers and was it was it did you did you feel obviously you talked about the pyramid earlier, so that you sort of bottom of the pile at, at this point but did did you feel that cause I think goalkeepers are like a different breed in a sense that I think there is a little bit of camaraderie there you all kind of you work you train separately, you kind of work together, did you feel that sort of Okay, although I'm I'm sort of bottom of the pecking order right now, did you feel like there was an opportunity there for you to make the steps towards, you know, breaking into that first team at that point? Yeah, most definitely. Because, you know, different clubs work differently. Bearing in mind, I'm
2: 18 going on 19 at this point. So, at some clubs, the first team manager will go, no, I want three first team goalkeepers. So, their goalkeeping coach will be one, two, three. And me, at this point, would be training... With the kids. With the kids, yeah. you know, and... Every so often i come and get peppered in a shooting practice and then shoot off back with yeah. the kids. I was fortunate enough to, let's rewind a little bit. There's so many things that come back to you. It's okay, it's no problem. The year that happened, so Roy started, it was a decision to be made whether I was going to be kept in the club or Wesley Fodringham was going to be kept at the club. Okay. And Wes is playing for England at this point. Yep. And obviously they decided to keep me. Mm. And I'm just saying, previous years, how it didn't happen for me, and this time it is happening for me. But yeah, anyway, yeah, it's um. And we, and we, just,
1: we, we just had to trigger him, yeah, you know, and then co- it comes back. Yeah, but but yeah, where's that? But where's that a good career? Yeah, you
2: know what fantastic. I mean. Like, it, it, so, yeah. so, so
0: obviously that's not people might he think went out there to play week in week out football. At it Swindon, Swindon, it Swindon, wouldn't he went really to. really well? He'd have really well. I had a couple of Swindon fans, and they
2: were like, he's top. Yeah, then went to Rangers after that. Yeah, like a great move to Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um but no i, I did i did I, I came and i was number four um and if stocko went on loan i'd, I'd obviously come in and as number three mm. travel with the team and stuff but um yeah i, I did I, I did see myself getting you know eventually maybe potentially coming number one yeah um as tough as it it's, it's tough as it was um there was like light at the end of the tunnel at the club
0: yeah and then, obviously, you, you go through... I mean, you went through the mill with managers, didn't you? I mean, how, how many managers did you have in that in that sort of period? Uh, I mean, we had Fulham? good
2: times, though, you know, good times, because we... Um, first year that Roy was there, I can't remember. I know that we did ext- maybe we really, did really, really well his first year, and we got into the Europa League. Yeah. So I think I was about oh, 20 years old, maybe, yeah. 20 years old, and Fulham got to... Europa League final mm. in Hamburg yep. uh, and got to go to the game and watch it great you know in the in the group stages we had Roma and you know, Ventus yep. and f- great team I mean that that time at the club yeah, fant- really, yeah really 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 you know big club in Europe at this point yeah you know stayed in Europe I think for three years then we had um
0: Paul, Mark Hughes, Mark, Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes.
2: Mark Hughes, and then we had Martin and Martin Martin. who obviously gave me my debut. Yeah.
0: Talk us about, about yeah. I mean, you talked about Europa League, and you now you've gone onto the subject of Martin Yole. Um How did it sort of, how, how did that whole situation come about with you, having, making your debut? Like what were the set of circumstances? Because obviously you probably would have been number three at the time. Yeah. What What were the sort of the, the circumstances that allowed you to, to make your debut in, in the Europa League? You remember?
2: Yeah. I remember. I remember many things. I think that sort of time. It's like it's, it's it comes back to you, but in dribs and drabs. Yeah. And and um, at this point, I'd never made a Premier League debut. No, sitting on the bench. I remember you sitting on the bench at this point for like two years. Yeah. like I'm, like, you know, just,
1: you see him celebrating like a, a goal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, like yeah.
2: Stockdale was out on loan. Yeah, um, doing really well, and I'm just sitting behind Swartzie basically, and we become very good. Pascal is actually still at the club, you know, he's still at the club at this, at this point, but he's kind of taken a bit of a back seat, yeah. you know, more of maybe even like a bit of a coaching role yeah. and, you know, he's getting older. Um, yeah, Mark the Machine, who just never got injured, basically. Um, I f- he fractured his back one game. I remember. You remember? Yeah. Uh-huh. QPR at home. And he had a few troubles during, just before the international break, he had a few troubles um, with his back during the week, and he went in halfway through the warm up. And I thought, right, this is my Premier League debut against QPR. Um, I can't wait, literally cannot wait. There's a few times, and I go back in the dressing room, and he's stripped up, ready to go. I'm like, well, what's happening here? And he goes, like, oh, well, Mark's going to play, he's just had the injection, he's he's, he's going to play. And that was for me the real start of seeing what it's going to take to p- become a professional football player. Yeah, It really was. Yeah. Many other times, um, could have played the Carling Cup at the time, which mm. is another cup competition. And I remember I was meant to play. And I remember Mark telling me, so I, I, I ended up not playing obviously. And I remember going to the next away game and I'm sat in the hotel with Mark where i having a coffee or whatever after dinner, before dinner. I said, Mark, so what's I said, what happened? He goes, what, what do you mean, what happened? And I go, well, I didn't, I didn't play. I thought I was going to play. You know? I was in a team during the week yep. and Friday comes and he said, you're playing. And he said, oh no, I, I played. And it was the brutal truth. He was like, you won't play. I'm like, we're friends here, why why are you being like that for? And he said, no, no, you you won't play because I'm never going to give you an opportunity for the fact that he's getting a bit older at this career. Mm -hmm. He didn't want the club to see that a younger goalkeeper was coming in. And it was just ingrained in him that I'm not going to let anyone else take my spot. Doesn't mean if it's a cup game, if it's any, I'm playing every game, Mm -hmm. you don't exist. In a nice way, didn't say those exact words, and that once again was a big, massive help for me moving on to my eye opener for you. Yeah, massive. Have you adopted that attitude? Yes. now? Yeah, and that's that's yeah, that's from signing at Walsall. to. And I said I've said to my number two at time uh, Craig McGilvery at Walsall, I, I said that exact same thing to him. Yeah. And now he's going on to do better things at Portsmouth. He's done well, yeah. And he's done well. It's a dog eat dog world,
0: and, and how was yeah. that manifested in your sort of daily routine? Is it just like in training, you're just super focused? Is it how you sort of look after yourself off the field? Is it is it just how you live your life in its entirety? Like how how does that sort of mindset it's a mentality? Yeah,
2: I mean every player will be every player will be have their own ways right. how they want to do things. And what's your way?
0: tell me what, what do you mean okay i'll give you an example right i like nfl and um if anyone's out there want to watch a documentary and want to really zone in on this um there's one on tom brady mm-hmm. he talks about he talks about basically when he was uh, he played at, um, in college. so in high school. He mm. was the backup quarterback in high school, and then he goes into the into college, and he's like the third or fourth choice quarterback in college, mm. and then he goes and gets drafted by New England Patriots, and he's like the fourth or fifth choice quarterback there, and then he said, and once he gets in, he's like, I am not letting anyone take a play. I will let anyone take a play, and then, but basically, his whole thing is like, right, like he's almost word perfect yeah. to what you're saying. I'm not letting anyone. Even get a sniff. Don't even give the coach the opportunity to think someone might even have a chance of doing the job as good as me. But really, he's all about like every day in training. It's relentless, relentless, relentless. And that you're a bit different because I know you're, you're more sort of not casual to training, but you're a little bit more. It's all geared up for the game. So if you need a rest, you need a rest. Yeah. But, so that's really what I'm getting at with you. Like, what's what's your sort of routine? What's your sort of um, what sort of habits do you have? That enable you to be of that kind of mindset and demonstrate that on a day to day?
2: I think I will have a very different answer to if you were to ask my fiance, Alex. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I'm gonna take back and then I'll be like, oh, I was chilled on Monday and Tuesday <laughs> and went out for a bite to eat, yeah. glass of wine, and yeah, <laughs> just turn up to the game. <laughs> yeah. If I'm asking the honest truth, yeah. you know, week to week, um, Saturday, game. Yeah. Sunday, or Saturday evening, relax. Sunday will be a chilled day. Um, Monday, I'll try to chill. Try to chill. I'm still buzzing from the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thursday's a little bit more serious. Wednesday's a down day again for me. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday leading up to the game, you haven't got me as a person. Right. It's a machine. It's working. Yeah. It means that means waking up, eating right, um, focused at training, doing my work in the gym straight away mm-hmm. after uh, I'm still doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the Mondays and Tuesdays, but this is now me focused. Yeah. yeah. I'll get home, nap straight away. No that's it, you know. Wake up, sh- chill, food, sleep, Friday, same thing. You know, a bit of training, eat right, sleep, wake up, sleep again, <coughs> um, ready for the game of Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like that is, you know, that is me. Mm. I think she'd have a different answer. She'd yeah. be like a little bit more like this guy doesn't, this guy's football, 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 football. Yeah. I don't think of myself that way, but <coughs> no. I, I think, you know, if I was to take a step back and look at my life, it's very, um, I don't have to say it, you know, it's very focused. It's very focused so because I want to achieve what I have and more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, when, when did this, is it, is it something that you developed while you're at Fulham because of the conversations that you had with, with Schwartz? Is it something that's developed over time? Like, I'll, I'll give you an example kind of from playing with you and then sort of having you a little bit when I've been on the coaching side. I noticed the marked difference in you as you got older in terms of your habits, in terms of just how you prepare for yourself. Like I've literally just gone into his room, for example, and he's got his game ready, you know? So there is, for those who don't know what game ready is, it's, it's basically a machine that you put on to allow your muscles to recover after an activity, right? You bring that, um, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and he's brought it with him and, he, and he's, um, you know, that's how you demonstrate that you have to take care of your body you know and, and and that's the the lengths that you're willing to go to um i would notice you would arrive earlier at training before everyone before the coaching start before the, before everyone you know and you're there and you're taping up your wrists and you're making sure that everything's done proper and whatever that that might be just part of your routine and but i i noticed that and i observed that with you because it was you weren't like that as as when 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 i first met you in those those early stages you know we can't say all of the, I can't tell all of the stories on camera but yeah. you used to be a little bit you know sometimes you, you you know not the attitude was questionable but but certainly become more n- narrow focused especially when it comes to your task at hand which obviously you know when it's with a national team it's performing for for, for the Azkals, but then even more, it's magnified more so when you obviously doing doing it day to day with with your club yeah i think
2: it, it, you'd be better to, to answer the question than I would. Mm. But if I was to take a step back of who's Neil Etheridge, it's a winner mm. at all, everyone. And he has to surround himself with winners. Yeah, And going to the national team, for example, um, a diva would be probably the right way of doing it. I didn't know how to express myself at this time. He he was a diva. Oh, it's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? It's because I could see how it was being done at the top level, and I didn't know how to express myself at that point. To be like, "Hey, I know what we have to do to get to the next level. I know what this what needs to be done off the field, on the field, and it wasn't happening." And I was probably too young to express myself and how to get my point across of let me help you let me guide you um without basically coming across as a complete
0: arsehole but i think that that, again i think that comes back again i I know you quite well i think that for me how how that come about is because you want to win and it's because you want things to be done to the best of their abilities Everybody, Everyone. and that comes with the food, comes with the prep, it yeah. comes with everything. I, I, I fully understood when he used to go off on one, and people would be like, oh, "Nils has a bit of a diva." I'd be like, mm, "Is this the best preparation you could possibly have for yeah. the game?" And if the answer is no, mm. then he's right. Mm. Whether it's how he's doing it is right. That's a separate. That's a separate thing. Yeah. That's a separate thing. Right. And publicly, uh, privately, I'd probably go. Listen, will come on, mate. you've, you've yeah. Been a bit of a bit of a. I'll I'll back you up here, but between you and me, you've yeah. been a bit of a. You been know. A what, bit of a bitch. On that, you know what it is is that
2: I uh, for me. W- why Why would you give yourself an excuse? Yeah,
0: I think that's very very bad.
2: W- why Why am I gonna say? Oh well, I didn't have the pasta. I didn't play well. well no, have the pasta. Mm. You know, don't don't come out and say. Don't, I don't give myself excuses. You know, I don't want to give myself excuses, and you know, Alex at home, she knows that. Um, I'm probably harsh on her as well because I want the best of everyone around me. It's like a, it's a loving thing. Sometimes I can't get it across. Right, it's tough love. Yeah, you know, it's real tough love. I'm, I'm, I'm there, and I'm like, hey, this is gonna be done. (laughs) But you know, I'm real. I am. I'm passionate, passionate about it, and sometimes I do go about it the wrong way. Um, But that's because I want everyone to be the, the best version of themselves they can be mm. you know and and I've, i'm learning that more and more obviously as i'm sorry we'll talk about of my career and how it's progressed and everything like that
0: yeah okay it's quite heavier yeah. heavy yeah but i like i like it like, I, I think when especially when we I, i've had conversation with you about multiple things um, I think that's something that is is very evident, and, and sometimes it gets misconstrued, especially how right. you kind of project yourself. Like, um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's also a bit of a Filipino thing where you kind of have to be quite humble. Mm. You know, you have to be sort of, you know, it, you know it's, it's in God's hands. Is it? You know, you know what I mean? Like that is. Yeah. Like, like, and, and I think anyone, you look at boxing, for example. I mean, if, if Manny wanted to, Manny could go out and go listen. I'm probably the best boxer of all time, mm. right? He can come out and say that, but that's not in his nature, and I get that. Whereas you, you wanna be the best, and I don't think you're shy in sort of expecting that from other people to allow yourself to be that way. But I think sometimes that kind of gets it misconstrued. Comes
2: everything, I think, it throughout my majority of my career, probably up until the last couple of years, you ask a lot of people on what Neil Etheridge is like. People have worked with me before, people have yeah. uh, media side of things and, and this. Arrogant, yeah, and I can see it. I can 100% see yeah, yeah. it. It's not because I wouldn't say I'm an arrogant person, I think. When people get to know me, I'd say I'm not an arrogant, I'm a very loving and, and caring person, but it comes across because as arrogant because I am obviously quite some sheltered parts. but it's me wanting the best from, from, from everything, yeah. You know, everything has to be to, to a sense, it's o, o, OCD, yeah. You know, everything has to be right, you know. Um, and if it's not I'm asking questions why why? yeah
1: if you want to catch the second episode of his uh, two-part special subscribe to us on YouTube download our episodes on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify also drop a comment para tuloy tuloy itong Across the Line